Hello guys, welcome back to the podcast, super soft and super slick. I'm your host, Ani Badger. Oh, actually, just call me Ani. I'm your host, Ani. And AKG is unfortunately not with us today. He, he told me he's not doing well. So hopefully he gets well pretty soon. But instead of AKG, I bought someone else. Welcome, Katie. Hello, I'm very glad to be here. Exactly. Uh, so Katie, a little bit about her. She's one of my friends who's obsessed with Formula One. Uh, she's originally from Lebanon. So yeah, we will uh, get into more about her as this podcast continues. But hope you guys are having a great, uh, let's say a little bit of an off season over here. Am I right? Yeah, it is. It's a very long break, actually. How are you trying to cope with this break without Formula One every weekend? Honestly, YouTube race highlights, all I'm doing. Yeah, so she's still in the action, guys. Still yeah. living, with the, living with the race. I've been watching the... Yeah, well, you watched it with me, the Goodwood race. Yeah, it was actually meetup. very nice. Yeah, it was super nice. I enjoyed that. Uh, that's how we are holding up. Hopefully, everyone back at home is doing good too. But I'm here with some hot, baked, straight out of the oven Formula One news. So I'll let Katie start off with the biggest one. You go for it. So we're going to start with track news. I heard that Audi, since it's joining F1 in 2026, we may see the region of the German Grand Prix. I'm guessing it's going to be Hockenheim since there's been a lot of discussion on it. How do you feel about Germany coming back? I don't know. It depends on the context, but... <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, quite a bit of, uh, not quite a bit, but some German drivers are uh, super excited for that. And yeah, German GP... Well, it's glad to have the old things back. Uh, with the German GP, well, that's in Europe. So Kat is from the Middle East, and I have something for you. So I read, well, not read, it's a fact. It's a fact that work is being taken in place for the preparing of the new F1 track. Now, I'm going to butcher your language over here. Excuse me. Kidia, okay. Saudi Arabia. And fun fact about this track... It will be the longest track on the calendar, being seven kilometers long, with an outstanding 34 corners and numerous elevation changes. How do you feel about the Middle East coming back with the punch? Honestly, at this point, Middle East is the new America. New race every time. I think that the qualifying is going to be more difficult than the race for the drivers, as every lap is going to be longer, more tiring. It's going to be more challenging. Definitely. What do you yeah, think? That, that is, uh, yeah, yeah, that is already kind of, uh, even with the current Saudi GP, Jeddah, I think it, it, that still uh, holds the things that you said. But yeah, you saying um, Middle East is the new America for Formula One kind of surprised me. But well, to think about it, uh, Saudi Arabia, you know, there was a bit of speculation even with the Jeddah GP. So yeah, hopefully this will be just as good. But yeah, many races being concentrated in one part of the world really takes away the diversity effect of Formula One, I think. Yeah, talking about that, actually, I heard that the South African GP might actually start happening again from 2024 on the F1 calendar, which uh, creates more diversity, obviously. Oh my God, wait, really? I, I didn't actually hear about that. Wait, wait, 2024 in South Africa? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my God. Finally, some uh, the sport is being uh, a little bit international. So I know this is a little bit, uh, a little bit, what do you call it, controversial. But I think if Formula One actually wants to be super environmentally friendly, 
they should work on not the cars at this point the tracks the way they organize the events yes honestly like this year was very surprising we went from continent to continent it's very tiring for the drivers as well so i think it's a bad impact on both the environment and their mental health that's that's so, yeah. absolutely true i agree now uh, i know people back at home are like oh my god so much news we never heard about it well I'm an awake individual who's very up to date with Formula One because this is the only team that my life has. Excuse me. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, new tracks, again, uh, Belgium GP. So the organizers are optimistic they can reach a new Formula One contract. I'll be honest with you, Spa Francorchamps is one of my favorite tracks. So every time they're gonna, they're gonna saying that, oh no, this is gonna go away, we won't have it. It's actually very sad. It's honestly an amazing track, and I'm so glad they're able to keep it. Well, yeah, uh, I'm not a big fan of the old circuits leaving the sport either. Uh, as we know, Monaco, they had this speculation where it's like, oh, okay, Monaco, we have to take it out. The cars are too big for the track. I was one of the people who were like, mm, no, I don't like that. Yeah, not true. Really. It's like it, uh, no more history in it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's mainly the historical fact that I feel like the, the, the new generation has to have that same experience in racing as the older generations did in these uh, marvelous trucks around yes, the world. Yes, as well as uh, since there's Drive to Survive, there's a lot of new F1 uh, viewers. So now they don't really know about the history, but with new tracks, which also makes it worse. But uh, having these historic tracks still helps them learn more about it. Like of course true yeah we drive to survive if any drive to survive uh, like if any fans are listening to this who use drive to survive as a way to formula uno i should formula one i should tell you something ferrari wasn't this bad i promise it was not this bad this is a new thing even for us uh, both of us are tifos see and uh, we yeah. have to say it's a new thing so yeah uh speaking of ferrari that brings us over to track news so not oh my god the team news the track news is over I'm so excited yeah. about the tracks, I'm sorry. Yeah, the team news, and I'll let Kat have the first go of it. So Red Bull will bring updates to Baku, which are expected to improve their pace by two tenths. Honestly, I <laughs> don't think that's going to make much a difference to the results. But yeah, if anything, yeah. they go from a military spacecraft to... Is there anything faster than that? Speed of light? Definitely not a Ferrari, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, basically they said, oh, all right. So we are obviously going to win everything this year. Might as well win it with a little bit of spice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At this point, this I think they good. can drive one-handed. The drive, the car is honestly driving on its own. Yeah, it's, it's Knight Rider. I swear, yeah. it's not Max anymore, it's Mikael. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, don't need, we don't need drivers anymore. Save the salaries. Actually, maybe, maybe, you know what? This year they are bringing the upgrades because their catering cost is probably lower. <laughs> compared to last year yeah now they know how to use their money a bit better definitely no more no more stake for the red bull crew it's full on uh, auto ramen cops so in case they go Super over nice. the cost cap they'll be like okay we actually did some upgrades this time it wasn't catering yeah perfect yeah it wasn't catering because last year it was obviously catering <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. um definitely um we don't care about red bull we all know red bull is now the new mercedes you know it is a little bit too competitive well, it is on its own races now, so we don't really know. What we care about is Ferrari, and AKG is not there on the podcast today, so this is my podcast. 
uh, AKG, hope you get ready, but listen to me, not mention McLaren at all. This is going to be a full Ferrari podcast. You're welcome, Tifosi, and you're oh, welcome, yes. Katie. Thank you. So, yeah, with Ferrari, woo, here we go. Ferrari is working on SAF 23 upgrades over this break, and they come in three stages. Now, the three stages are number one, first stage, upgrade. Number two, failure. Number three, free rope distribution for the T4 to hang themselves. I swear, it's just depressing. Yeah, for those of you who are actually interested in the upgrade stages, I'll tell you it. First upgrade stage is diffuser, which is going to take place in Baku, and the rear suspension in Imola, which I'm very excited about because it's my own race and uh, I get to witness sad stuff live. Um, the sideboards are actually going to be in Barcelona, so three upgrades in three races, which is pretty exciting. Do I think this will make them faster? To be fair, no, because a Ferrari upgrade is more like a downgrade as far as I know, but we're excited for it. To be honest, seeing this many quick upgrades worries me if the engineers are able to upgrade this quickly. If anything, yeah, it's going to make it worse. Yeah, definitely. As Tifosi definitely have a lot of hope in our team. As yeah, all the team fitness. Uh, so yeah, but I think it's a little bit worse for the McLaren fans at the moment. So... Yeah. Moving on, we can talk about Alpine, which are aiming to gain six tenths by summer break. Now, you know what I was thinking about? Alpine this year they have two French drivers, full French team, but they won't get the home Grand Prix. Isn't that oh. sad? Th that's actually now that you mention it, yeah, it is a bit sad. Uh, not very. Wait, wait, wait! I know French are starting to go. Wait, wait, wait! What do you call it? As you said that my French friend snapped me. This cannot be a coincidence. <laughs> that is not a coincidence. Not, I was going to say not very Dolce Vita, then I'm like, okay, never mind. That is not French. Yeah, okay. So I don't know French. So, yeah, but anyway, yeah, Alpina with two French drivers, a French dream, not getting the home. Uh, yeah, that, that's a little bit sad. But you never know, bro. You never know what will happen. It's Formula One. What if um, all the other 18 cars retire? On it, um that's very possible no it's not but um maybe we'll find out right we will yeah. now uh moving on from the let's say the team news to the t the formula one t for everyone that's interested in that here we go all right after some rumors christian horner confronts adrian newey will stay at red bull for many years to come now, for those of you who did not understand, I can rephrase it. After some rumors, Honda confirms Red Bull will be dominating the field for the rest of eternity of time. Okay, that's, yeah. You're not wrong. Speaking, yeah, speaking of Adrian Newey, my friend over here, Katie, she has done some research on his book. So I think she knows more about the man than his wife does. Katie, enlighten us. It's very interesting, to be honest, the sketches, everything, his stories, but things, I really admire him. I look up to him, but then I remember he's with Red Bull. So I don't know how to feel about that. It's like mixed emotions. Yeah, as uh, you can be a fan of any team. It's, it's like you can be supporting any team, but you will at the end of the day be a Ferrari fan. I think it's the same with Adrian Newey. You can be supporting any team, but at the end of the day, his engineering is just wow. He's probably the re definitely the reason Red Bull's doing so well. 
definitely yeah because um yeah Adrian Newey, they say he can see air that's how good this engineering is and we need this man at ferrari it's insane okay moving yeah. on let's talk about charles leclerc did you know i don't know if you saw it but on his instagram he had this post in actually three different languages for all the audience um a lot of people have found his house and are not respecting his privacy, knocking on his doors, asking for pictures. And we all know how friendly he is with his fans, but I think this is just too overboard. Definitely too overboard. Uh, I think even most of us forget that these Formula One drivers are still humans who have a life behind them, a family behind them, some privacy behind them. And uh, yeah, as much as, as much as I think fans should support them and fans do support them, I think there's always the a fine line, a fine boundary between supporting and invading their privacy. So definitely going to his house and knocking on his door, etc., etc. Not the mm. not the best way to do it. And uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's very shameful. It's very yeah, shameful. I agree with you. I've also heard many times them talk that how going home is the only time they can keep their head off racing because they obviously need to break from that. I think this makes it worse. Like because that's obviously what they're known for it's a very good thing but sometimes they just need a break definitely uh yeah so this is actually very sad to witness um i, I really hope people stop doing this because i don't know i don't know why people do it but yeah maybe they get excited but oh there, there's always a limit to everything no uh yeah. hopefully it stops if it does not stop obviously me and akg are, are gonna have to deal with it we're gonna have to get our guns and then go to Monaco, shoot down all these people who are um, going to invade Charles's privacy. And the only way you're going to be safe is if you raise your hand up and say, oh, I listen to Super Soft and Super Slick. So make sure you listen to this. So, uh, yeah, basically, people are going and trying to invade Charles's privacy. Now, it's not much different from the track, except it's Felipe Massa trying to go and invade the 2008 championship. <laughs> yeah, he is. I'm sure many of you have heard that because it's been like very great news right now. Superb. I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know what to say about this. So I'm going <laughs> to let my friend speak about this. The moment I got to know about this, I laughed. So that is all I know. Katie, tell us no, about this. I thought I was, it was some meme page, but then I searched more and I was like, no way he's actually doing this. 15 years ago, he lost the championship. Okay. It's sad. We get it. But now, I think it's a bit too late. If he does, if he is able to gain this, it's gonna change everything. Imagine Lewis Hamilton being a six-time world champion. It just doesn't round up on my head anymore. I still can't. I don't know. I still can't believe it. I don't know. It, it, uh. I think it's a bit too late for this, especially with the new rules and everything. They're not gonna look back that into it. At least, I mean, he's trying. It's still late. But also, he's, he'd be winning it off track, which is more like what Mercedes were trying to do in 2021. So it brings back just, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I don't know. Will he actually, do you really think he will be able to get the championship uh, since he's trying to get it now? No, I don't think so. Oh my God. I really don't think so. I think it's way too late. It's not like yeah. it's been three years, no, 15 years. That, my god that's almost as old as some people i know um yeah so i don't know i don't know let's see what happens if philippe massa does get it 
Will people actually recognize it? I don't know. It, it's a little bit tough. Yeah, and it won't work out. You know, I have some crazy news I read today, and I was honestly shocked. Do you know that Daniel Kvyat was offered the Ferrari seat in 2016 to replace Kimi when he was at Red Bull? He said that in a podcast. I know why. Danny Kvyat is a time traveler. He saw, he saw Ferrari's going to end up bad. Yeah, he probably okay. saw Ferrari's going to end up bad, and he's like, mm, no. no. But, but you know what's worse? True. Is that true? Yeah, it is It is true. And he got. And that same year, he uh, since he rejected the offer, he still got demoted by Red Bull to Toro Rosso. If oh he did God. take the decision and ended up with Ferrari, maybe he'd have better results. Or, oh my I don't know, it definitely would be different. But he lost a Ferrari seat and a Red Bull seat in the same season. Oh my God. Bro's manager was probably the Ferrari strategist last year. I have no clue. Oh my God, that's bad. He was definitely a torpedo. He took the decisions too quickly. <laughs> definitely too quickly. Um, yeah, something I saw, since you guys are interested about the, the new truck news and stuff, Mick Schumacher. Mick Schumacher outstanding i mean he told it he told it publicly he told the new mercedes reserve driver role left him feeling shocked now does this come uh, as a surprise to me no not really he was only there in the sport for a brief period of time that too his rookie years so now that he's in a team that's well established in the sport of course he's going to be a little bit shocked the working is different the mechanisms of operation is different the work ethic is different inside the team, obviously. So, yeah, I think this is a good thing for Mick, though. To be fair, we can't forget he went from Haas to Mercedes. So I think that alone explains a lot. Yeah. It's bro just the difference the, in teams. Bro pulled the reverse Shakira. Instead of going from a Ferrari to a Twingo, he went from a Twingo to a Ferrari. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Although the reserve driver, I think it's still very valuable. Yeah, that Mercedes. Yeah. You know, yeah. Money, I don't know if you even care about this, but some of our audience may care. Um, do you know that you can get married at the Imola circuit now? Believe it or not. Oh, my God. On the circuit. On the circuit? Yes. A whole marriage. So I can get married on the Imola circuit? Yes. Representing your country. Oh, my God. Maybe, maybe I want to get married now. I don't <laughs> See, know. Life yeah. changing. Any audience member who's listening to this who wants to get married, uh, join Zen F1, that is Zen F1 on Discord, and send me a message. I'll organize it at Imola. <laughs> Trust yeah. me, it's going to be an amazing wedding. What, what should be the I'd, attire, though? What should be I'll the attire? I'll be there. Yeah. What should I wear, though? Is it race suits or I don't know? Well, it's at Imola. I'd wear race suits. At least merch. <laughs> okay. Never yeah. mind. I, th I just heard myself. You absolutely did. Um, <laughs> you know, since we were talking about Mick Schumacher, who was a rookie last year, let's speak a little bit about the rookies this year. And I know my body AKG is not here, but Lorgan Sargent. Now, this guy, he spoke. He spoke to the Formula One press, and I watched it a little bit. He told, obviously, this year he's enjoying it. Uh, every rookie, I think, yeah. enjoys that first year. Uh, he was talking about all the good things, all the bad things, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, the important question, he answered it. Where should we improve? He told, 
his qualifying pace is actually smooth. He thinks it's good. He feels super comfortable. He feels like he's got his feet under the table. And but still, obviously, there's a little bit more to learn. He's still a rookie, but he has those. What he needs to increase is his uh, race pace. That I think is also based on uh, having Albon as his teammate, and uh, depends. Well, to be fair, it's also a lot on the car, but yeah. he's still a rookie. It's all about trial right now. You can't really expect the highest from rookies or compare them to their uh, teammates much. But uh, definitely, like if you see, always his qualifying is actually very good for being a rookie at Williams. But then we come to the race; uh, it's not the best. Still a good performance, but not the best. Yeah, and uh, something to note about rookies, Vatre Bottas, he has told that it's harder for young drivers to show real personality in Formula One. Now, of course, Vatre Bottas, he, as we all know, he joined Williams, blah, blah, blah. Then he's in Mercedes. Now, both the teams are super strict, kind of, no? They're not, they're yeah, play they around. Are. Yeah, they're super strict. They're, they're constrained uh, in a little bit. I don't know if I used that word correctly. But uh, yeah, that's what he told. And uh, he has told that the main reason, at least according to him, is the business-first environment in Formula One in the current uh, current era of the sport. Do you agree with this? I didn't hear about this. I think I, I do agree. Definitely. Where he literally says it's like the drivers, they almost portray them as individuals who have no other life but instead of Formula One, racing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I've seen many... Uh interviews with the drivers out of uh, that post race and all that stuff and they asked them what do they do in their free time mostly it's practicing for their reaction time working out the only things that really keep them out of um the racing zone i know for example the leclerc brothers in both racing they are into music so i think they play piano if i'm not mistaken and uh, i think botas is along with his wife i mean griffin he loves biking which hey, is another thing. Hey, he, it is his girlfriend, but now that he knows he can get married at Imola, she yeah. is soon to be wife. Trust true. me. True. That is true. Trust me. Yeah. yeah um, like Imola. Definitely. And uh, something else to notice, he also talked about Atai, where obviously, again, as I said, uh, he entered with some top teams, which are very strict. So he was not really. Even Lewis Hamilton has shown this, right? Where they're like, okay, you're not going to wear rings. And he wore all the rings the guy had. This yeah, is something true. similar. Yeah. So and Bottas, the watches. Yeah, and the watches. Now Bottas, he told that, he literally said, as a rookie, I would not have come to the paddock with a tank top and flip-flops a few years back. Yeah, he wouldn't do that as a rookie, right? That's not what expected from a rookie because of that constraints around you. But now he just, yeah. he, he literally shows up. He's in a tank top, flip-flops and a, and a mullet. Yeah. Well, it's like kind of... Um... First, as you don't know the driver well, even if you've watched them in like Formula 2, Formula 3, in Formula 1 is when you actually get to meet them. Definitely. So they need a good reputation to start with. And then when they build their own reputation, like for example, like Lewis Hamilton, people will start admiring them if they do those stuff. Like now when he wore the watches, everyone's like, he's standing up for it. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of Bottas, obviously we cannot speak about Bottas without mentioning Lewis Hamilton. He's his longest, I think, uh, driver pairing. Now, there was a little bit of speculation about Lewis Hamilton leaving Mercedes, going to Ferrari or something like that. He has officially confirmed. He has told. And I'm going to quote. 
I'm staying with Mercedes till the last days. So basically, like Sterling Moss, the former driver, he's going to stay yeah. with Mercedes. I don't know. I'm not even surprised, to be fair. I feel like he wants, uh, I think he's had, obviously, he's had the best years at racing in uh, Mercedes other than McLaren. And that's probably just the way he wants to end it. Like, as we know, he's still a very high position right now, still being at Mercedes, performing well along with his teammate. But uh, at some point, he's going to have to retire. And I think it, he'd just feel better if he retired in his team. Definitely. And we all know that Toto would want him there anyways. Yeah, yeah. Toto needs his um, his main knight. He's a knight, really. Yes. He is a knight. He is he's a knight. knight. He literally he's is a knight. knight. Yeah, so no, I don't think, uh, yeah, given talking about Lewis Hamilton's performance, even with the current state of Mercedes, which is not where anybody wants to see Mercedes at, I think he's doing a good job with whatever the package is given, no? True, he really is. Yeah, so that's pretty much it for this podcast, which is fairly long because, of course, it's the break. And uh, I just wanted yep. to give you guys an update on what happened. Uh, thank you for my friends, Katie, for joining. Thank you for having me here. No problem. Any day. Uh, well, any day, but don't, don't. I know this podcast is fun, but don't go and pray today. Oh, I hope AKG gets sick every day. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> yeah, AKG is still I the OG. <laughs> he is the OG. Yeah, uh, no, but anyway, thank you for being here. We would love to have another time. I bet everybody would love it. And yeah. I wish my body AKG gets well. And I will be back very soon. Hopefully with AKG. Hopefully with Katie. Someone uh, to give you guys an update on the next podcast. Which you, I know the updates haven't been consistent because it has been um, quite busy. But we will be consistent from here. And I hope you guys have a great, great week. 